Hey guys, I'm David. And I'm Aaron. And welcome back to the Travel Bros. For now, we're going to be calling it the Travel Bros Revised. Um, because, well, we haven't done a podcast episode in too long. How long has it been, Aaron? It's been like seven and a half months, right? Oh, yeah. And at this point, you know, we've been doing all of our episodes over Zoom. And we're, I'm, I don't know about David, but I'm kind of sick of it. No, I'm sick of it. So now we're doing it in-person COVID. I'm not going to jinx myself, but it's pretty much over. We want to keep a positive vibe, so we're done talking about COVID, um, and we're just on moving forward to our new season, which is going to be about different cities in the United States and the hidden gems and restaurants of the cities. This is not stuff that, you know, people would talk about normally um, when it comes to different cities. So uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about Houston and New York City. Um, Aaron, do you want to start with New York or do you want me to start with Houston? It doesn't really matter. You know, David, I think that it would be disrespectful not to start with our hometown. So go ahead, start talking about Houston. And we're really excited to, um, you know, unveil this whole season to y'all because this is different than anything we've done so far. Uh, so we hope y'all enjoy it. And please give us your feedback on what y'all think about this. Uh, enjoy the episode. Thank you. So we're going to start off with Houston. Aaron, when it comes to Houston, it's the fourth largest city in the United States. Like, let's just look at it that way. Right. And it's soon to be the third largest in the United States. And that's that's according to a, a lot of research. I mm-hmm. honestly can't name the sources off the top of my head. But if you look it up, that's just a fact that you will find. Uh, people come to Houston for many reasons. The neighborhoods that are changing, uh, for example, Midtown, Edo, which is east of downtown, used to be awful areas. People were scared to just be in the area, even in their car. Now both of those areas are the most hip Two of the coolest areas in the entire city. And keep in mind, we are talking about one of the largest cities in the United States. But something that people don't really talk about is something called the downtown tunnels. Now, before I actually talk about what the downtown tunnels are, um, it's really sad because I actually talk about the downtown tunnels a lot. And I bring it up to people who live in Houston. And they're like, what? What, what, what's the downtown tunnels? Like, isn't it sad? Like, I don't know. I, I no, find that it depressing. Is. And it, like, it's something that a lot of Houstonians don't even know about, which is disappointing. But I actually do think that it comes with its own benefits that they don't know about it because it would be super busy if just like a bunch of teenagers and stuff went there like on the weekends or whatever to hang out with their friends. And I mean, David and I do that. David and I hang out in the tunnels. But I think if it was like that for like, you know, a higher percentage of teenagers, then it would really get a bit busy and almost become like a mall less. And, you know, right now it's great because it's not nearly as crowded. And they don't even know we're talking about yet. So let's jump into what the tunnels actually are, Aaron. Yeah, So the tunnels are a whole under underground system in downtown Houston that connect all the major towers of or just buildings of downtown so pretty essentially when you're walking on any given street at any given time in downtown there's an underground street to where you are walking so this is for two primary reasons number one is there can be a lot of um homeless people which isn't a bad thing in itself but that does come with crime um, and so it's for safety, the tunnels, but also, for example, in the summer right now, many businessmen and businesswomen walk underneath the ground in those tunnels for lunch or just to shop. They have, it's like a huge mall, as you can probably imagine. It's like a mall with restaurants and shops that they go to, to escape the heat because right now it's so miserable and humid and hot and humid in Houston. Yeah. It's, it's really awful. Our weather, I mean, 
you know, today I can't, generally it's not like this, but today. Today's nice, actually. Yeah, today is actually nice weather, nicer than I'd say 90% of the days that we have in the summertime. But, you know, most of the time it's either dry and hot or it is super humid and like 89 degrees, which is awful. And it gets so much rain here. It's And, you know, like when you get at a point when it's so hot and so rainy, you kind of have to have a different way to get around, especially when you're commuting from building to building. And, you know, the tunnels just exemplify the best way possible in order to do that. I mean, instead of walking, like you think about it, two, two and a half miles above ground in the heat, miserable, you know, with when you wait for lights and you have to stop for the crosswalks and all that, you just walk underneath the ground. And while you do that, and, and it's called the tunnels. It's not really a tunnel. It's more like just like an underground mall. So if you think about it, like you pass by food courts when you do that. You pass by shops. You pass by convenience stores. You pass by just like a bunch of things that are useful in your everyday life. And it's just fun. Like it's really cool to be down there. Yeah. And there are what like what David said, convenience stores. That's actually kind of funny because just throughout the tunnels, there are just some random convenience stores. Totally random. Yeah. But, but that's the best part. That's one of the best parts about it, in my opinion, is how unique it is. And it's literally, it's like any other convenience store or gas station you would go to. Obviously, they don't have gas for cars or anything like that. But, you know, they have the little aisles with snacks and food and items and stuff like that. And it's, um, it's not it's, like a Valero or anything like that. It's like a unique name like it's one versus you know a chain you know right what I'm talking no about? yeah exactly um but the thing that all of them sell is metro cards and that's really important if you're in downtown houston they sell like disposable like reusable metro cards and it's, well, it's not disposable they're well, well they, right, i think right. they sell either one right right they sell i think they can sell either one but the one i bought from them before when i lost my metro card was i just bought their like reusable rechargeable one um, but yeah, it, it's really great because you don't have to go through the process of like ordering it online or do any, doing anything with it. And you know, they are really convenient convenience stores. Yeah. And most, most like convenience stores in Houston actually don't sell the Metro cards. It's just the ones in downtown and especially in the downtown tunnels. Um, the second part of Houston that I wanted to talk about this episode, Aaron, I believe was, what was it? There's so many things. I mean, so let me think for a second. Chinatown. Chinatown. That's what it was. Forgive me. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Aaron, for bringing Chinatown up. A lot of people talk about Chinatown in other major cities like New York. Incredible in New York. In fact, Aaron's going to talk about that soon. San Francisco. I've been to the Chinatown in San Francisco, and I think it's even better than the one in Houston, but it, that's not. That's beside the point. The one in Houston is incredible. Chinatown in Houston is just not talked about at all, and it's not talked about enough. Chinatown in Houston is the most authentic to being in China that I think you can get in Texas. Um, I mean, the street signs are in Chinese. I, I don't even think there's an English translation. I mean, I just think it's the street signs are in Chinese, just 100%. Um, the restaurants there are not aimed towards Americans uh, or American Chinese people like the ones in the city of Houston are. Um, the, you know, the inner city near downtown and midtown, these are aimed towards actual Chinese immigrants who are fully Chinese and want the authentic experience. That's why most of the times you eat or go to Chinatown, you just see Chinese people. There's not a lot of Americans who actually go to Chinatown like there is in New York or San Francisco. I mean, I, I agree, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about this later in the episode, but there's a lot of simu- similarities between, like, the Chinatown in Houston and the Chinatown in um, 
New York City, um, which I'm actually, yeah, as I said, I was going to talk about that later in the episode. Um, but, you know, the, as David said, a lot of the people that go to Chinatown in Houston, it's, I would say it's around the same percentage as New York City, but it's, you know, mainly Chinese people and the people who work at all of the, like, sh- like markets and restaurants and stuff like that in Chinatown. All Chinese. Like, they're basically all Chinese. You know, they have some occasional non-Chinese workers, but... For the most part, it's like first or second, maybe second generation Chinese immigrants. Um, but it's really great. Uh, and if you want an authentic experience, you know, that's the most authentic authentic you can get in Texas. Because I don't even know if any other city in Texas, I don't know if Austin or Dallas or San Antonio. I don't think they do. I mean, I, I don't think they a, have a Chinatown. Maybe they have like a little district or something small like that. But they definitely don't have like a legit big Chinatown like we do in Houston. We have like a two mile long Chinatown. It's more, it's really I'm amazing. Sure it's, more. it's really incredible. Yeah. Um, but Aaron, just like you're about to say in New York City in Houston, I just talked about two hidden gems. But now I'm gonna talk about a hidden restaurant gem that people don't talk about. And in Houston, that restaurant for me is the truck yard in Edo. The truck yard is a bar that um is actually it's kind of weird because it's family friendly during the day. Um and even at night, I mean there's there's definitely some kids there. Uh, if you're under 21, you are allowed in by yourself before 9 p.m. There's a Ferris wheel. There's uh, food there. There's food trucks. And it's just like an outdoor place, a cool outdoor place that you can hang around. You can drink a beer or whatever. Um, you can just enjoy life and be out there. There's live music sometimes. And it's just a really popular place among young Houstonians now. And Aaron, what do you think? I mean, we've been there together a couple oh, yeah. times. I mean, I, I think David also really likes this, but I... I I don't know. Did you mention the Ferris wheel, David? I did. Well, I mentioned it. I didn't mention that we've gone on it, and it's so fun. Right. And it's crazy because at nighttime, if you look at it at night, it, it lights, lights up. up. It, yeah. It's really amazing. Um, and it, not only is it just, it's not like a massive Ferris wheel, like one of those things that you'd see at like a carnival or whatever. But it's, it's fast. like a it's smaller really one. Fast for a but Ferris it is wheel. really fast. Like for a Ferris wheel, you go and like literally takes you around super fast and it's more of a ride than a Ferris wheel, you know? Like I said, it's very different of an experience. And even though it's not as high as like a traditional Ferris wheel, it's still high enough where you get to see everything around you once you get to the top. And Aaron, I actually didn't even think about that, but I couldn't agree more. Most Ferris wheels, are you're not doing it for a thrill, right? You're doing it just for the view and how pretty it is. Here, you get that combined prettiness and view, but you also get that, you know, that thrilling part because of how fast it is. Yeah, no, it, it, it really is amazing, though. Um, and David, you're right about that, but, you know, there's so many hidden gems. And, you know, we don't even have enough time in this episode to explain to, to y'all. To over them, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, we can cover this all in, like, some other time, you know, and some, like, other conversations that we have um, public. Uh, but, you know, there's so many hidden gems in Houston, and people really just think that it's not a great place to visit on vacation, but that's really, like, the furthest thing from true. It's amazing for and, and a vacation. Something that I was going to bring up, I, in fact, I brought it up in our um, recordings of this that we didn't end up airing, our previous practice recordings, but I actually said that a lot of people come to Houston for NASA. Don't get me wrong. NASA is incredible. If you come to Houston, you 100%, no doubt, have to go to NASA. It's incredible. But it's not a hidden gem. Everyone knows about NASA. No one knows about the downtown tunnels. Very little tourists do. Very little tourists know about Chinatown. Very little tourists know about 
uh, the truck yard. And these are just incredible places. There's so many more, but these are just the top three that came to mind. I mean, there there is a lot in New York too. It's not just Houston. So why don't we start off with Chinatown? Because, you know, that's what we ended off last time. And before I let Aaron speak, because I do want Aaron to talk about New York, I'm just going to share a quick story that happened to me uh, when I was in Chinatown when I was 10, and I'm 16 now, so wow, I guess it was six years ago. That's crazy to think about out loud. But there's a lot of uh, Chinese people in Chinatown who hold, like, signs and sell fake jewelry, like fake watches. So they're like, Cartier, Louis Vuitton, but it's not real, obviously. It's fake. And somehow my parents ended up kind of talking to one of the people that sold, sold uh, those watches, those fake watches. And an undercover cop out of nowhere looks at my parents. They go, you're not in trouble. And they handcuff the woman, arrest her and put her in the police car right then and there, Whoa. right next to us. It that's was crazy. it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Yeah, that's crazy. Y'all just have to be careful about that because that can really happen anywhere. Um, but now I'm going to talk about some positive things about Chinatown in New York City. So New York City's Chinatown has tons of restaurants, and it's really great because the Chinese food is very authentic. Uh, I went there with my grandparents recently, and it's it's amazing. The Chinese food, you know, they have all of the traditional stuff, dumplings, shumai, um, rice, you know, steamed vegetables and stuff like that. Um, and that's just one of the elements of Chinatown that's great. The other part is they actually have like a park where you can actually see like a bunch of like older elderly uh, Chinese people that are playing five card poker. And it's really a, uh, an interesting game. It's like poker, like normal hold'em or whatever, but it's just five cards. Um, I mean, but I'm not going to go into, like, explaining what the game is itself because there's so much more we have to cover on this episode. Um, so now I'm going to talk about the second place. And the second place that I'm going to talk about is called Tamarin Tribeca. And it's an Indian restaurant in a neighborhood called Tribeca. I'm not going to explain, like, everything about it, but the food there is incredible. David, like you I, can, I can attest to that. I mean, I've been there with Aaron one time to Tamarind Tribeca. I got their mango lassi, which is like their smoothie. I got their naan, which is like the Indian version of white bread. I got the chicken tikka masala, which, I mean, you got to know what that is. Otherwise, you're living under a rock. But, I mean, it's just really, really good food. Um, right. Definitely one of the best. I'm not going to say the best, but because I've, def- I've had, I think, better before. But it's one of the best um, if not, like, the second best Indian restaurant I've ever eaten at in my life. Um, it's amazing. And I think it's Aaron's. You also said favorite. it's her second. No, for me, it is my favorite No, because Indian in London. Restaurant. Remember, you ate oh, one in London? Oh, there was one in London that I found pretty comparable. But, you know, you don't even get better than that, like, in London. It's, like, about the same. And, you know, people, you'll you'll hear people telling you, oh, London has the best Indian food. Tamarind Tribeca is comparable, and I'm not just saying that. It is high-end, it's expensive, but on a special occasion, if you like Indian food, go for it. It is amazing, and the neighborhood itself that it's in, incredible. The ambiance of the restaurant is absolutely incredible as well. Um, And then it's a very clean, modern place, and it's not like other Indian restaurants, because other Indian restaurants are like almost American. And dirty, a lot of them. Well, a lot of it, like you can say that about kind of any other restaurant, but a lot of Indian restaurants are like American fusion, right? Um, And American fusion is basically like directed more to Americans, like that's what a lot of Chinese restaurants do, but yeah, it's pretty authentic, and it's fancy, um, and very nice, and the ambiance is great. And now I'm going to talk about the third hidden gem in New York City. And now this one I'm really excited to talk to y'all about because I personally have been there and it's really, really great and really, really fun. 
And Aaron, I'm going to go ahead and say it because I've been here with, with you too, and it's awesome. It's a restaurant again called Hungawi, and it's kind of like an interesting experience. Aaron can go into more detail, but it's really, it, it's not luxury. It's not like a luxurious restaurant like Tamarind Tribeca is, but it's really good food, and it's just a fun experience overall. Now, the restaurant itself, as David said, yeah, it's not like crazy fancy. It is pretty fancy, and, is, I mean, and it is expensive. It's upscale, um, Aaron, but it, it it's is not upscale, like a luxury. But it's not like yeah. luxury, like what David said. But anyways, I'm going to talk about the experience of being at the restaurant. Um, now, when you go in, you have to take off your shoes, and it's really cool. It, it's a Korean restaurant, um, so it's very traditional. And you take off your shoes at, uh, when you walk into the restaurant. Uh, you put it in a cubby. And if you have to go to the bathroom at any point, you put on slippers that they provide to you, which are right next to the restroom that everyone uses. So I recommend bringing socks at least, um, just because, you know, you don't, you probably don't want to put your bare feet or whatever. Um, so most people do bring socks. Um, but anyways, along with that, they also have a, like a cushion below, like as your seat, it's like a cushion on the ground. And basically the your legs table, go underneath the table. Yeah, your the table is underground. Not necessarily like underground itself, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's kind of caved in like below. And I mean it's it's not really like underground per se, but it's like you take a couple steps down to sit where you're going to sit and it kind of feels like just very low to the ground. Right, right. Um but I mean, New York City, an incredible city, uh with incredible restaurants and just so much to do and and so with so is um, like that with Houston, I mean, there's really so much that we can talk about. We could have gone on. I mean, we could have gone on, but we're not going to do that. We don't want to make the episode how, I don't even know how long. We don't even know how long this episode is already. Cause a lot of this, you know, we, it, we could talk all day about things to do in Houston and New York city, but you know, we just don't have enough time for that. Um, I, I mean, we have unlimited podcasting time. That's not the point, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, in all seriousness though, Aaron, like, I'm going to need to talk with you about what we're going to do next episode because Houston and New York City are such good cities. I don't know, like I'm maybe L.A. and Miami. Yeah, I don't know. We can get some insight from some of our listeners. Um, And before we go, I'd just like to tell all of y'all listening right now that we're so sorry, as we said earlier in the episode, for awful. not being able to post um, a podcast episode. I'm so, we're so sorry months. about that. Months. It's awful. We're going to continue doing it at least. Our goal is at least minimum one time every two weeks. But we don't even want it to be. We want to try to do once a week if possible. We're going to upload more. And um, it's just going to be, I think, fun in general. But uh, thank you guys. Yes.